and welcome. I'm Steve. And I'm Al. And I'm Brett. And this is Fools with Tools, a podcast for the clueless carpenter. So, how are you doing today, guys? Knackered. Exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's three of us then. Uh, Al, how come you're so uh, tired tonight? Um, just this week, I've just been uh, travelling with work, so I went to a printer's in uh, in Hungary just to kind of see how the print trial was doing, uh, which is great, fantastic experience, but it was just a long-ass day. It was like, even though it was just to Hungary, it was like planes, trains, and automobiles to get there from the north of England, so it was like a good 10 hours travelling, yeah. um, and then sort of full day's work, and then the same back, so yeah, I was, I was absolutely knackered and just playing catch-up for the rest of the week. Nice. Mm. Sounds sounds like fun. Brett, what about you? It's I I can't imagine why you'd be tired. It's not like you've uh, you've done anything particularly good this week. No, <laughs> I've been sitting around in my apartment. Um, <laughs> now, Jim, it, the shop's been really kind of I, I can't even necessarily say busy. We've had longer days. Jim's been in and out of the shop with a lot of personal stuff recently. Um, I got a little bit of time to myself. I really quickly finalized an idea and a storyline and then shot it, spent until about midnight, one o'clock in the morning, uh, filming all the video that I needed to film and then spent all of today until about 20 minutes ago editing and doing all the graphics because I made it a video game episode and also trying to do shirts and merch and set up my shop on my site and get all these things in order and logistics and how the hell am I going to deal with people actually ordering and then accepting money and then sending all of these things out. <laughs> I've never done any of that before. <laughs> so my brain, though it's not necessarily physically taxing to do all of that stuff, my brain is shot. Like yeah. I, I'm having a hard time keeping everything in order. No, I uh, I must admit, like, the, we... We're lucky enough to uh, to catch a video before we start recording, um, and I'm sure anyone listening now has already seen it, and it's brilliant. I really, really like that video. It's come out really well, and uh, the the little bit at the end was spot on. So, uh, so yeah, good work with that. And um, and yeah, no, to be fair, the, the whole um, setting up the shop thing and and getting the logistics of getting even just getting the shirts organised. Like I know firsthand what a ball lake that can be. So. No, top work on getting it all turned around so quickly because it all just came from an, an offhand remark by uh, our favourite listener yeah Red Red made that uh, comment in the Fools of Tools room and honestly it hadn't even hit me that that could be kind of a tagline or like a you know yeah because it's you know my friend helped me write the script. We talked it out, and he's a really good writer, and we both love train spotting. So it kind of came naturally that we wrote this thing out with the word "make," uh, replacing the word "choose." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then by the end of it, I just I didn't like the way the video just kind of stopped. So I wanted to say thank you, and then maybe something else, and then I just said "make your life." And I was like, oh yeah, that's that's a cool thing because it's all about. It's not about making physical objects. It's about making friends and family and sandwiches and whatever, you know. Sandwiches. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then for Red to go, I want that on a shirt. And I was like, well, I'm already working on another shirt idea. <laughs> Screw it. And then just spent 48 hours finishing the designs on the other two shirts, talking to the shirt printing company, getting the other design for 
you know, what Red had suggested and then just <laughs> blowing my brain apart to go, all right, now that I've ordered shirts, how do I get the shop? And then, and then wait, PayPal wants me to set some stuff. Now I'm an e-commerce <laughs> site. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, uh, it's an absolute nightmare, but I'm like, same on it. I think you're doing really well with it. And, uh, and just to give a bit of, um, context around it for those that don't know, um, the the video in question is Brett's ten thousand subscriber thank you video. So Wait, go check that out. I don't make what? more sense. What? Was what? it ten thousand? That's freaking insane. I can't yeah, believe it. Uh, and the group as well. Um, I we should probably mention that whilst we're on air. Uh, last week when we were recording during the after show bit where we were just chatting, we um, we just happened to say oh, it'd be really good if we had like a you know, like a chat room or a group or something for the fools with tools people so that we can all uh comment and chat and and everything and uh and i'll just went ahead and set up a uh a fools with tools group on facebook so now if you want to if you want to get in touch with us or anybody else in the community that listens to us ramble then there's uh there's now a group that you can do it in um where it's uh it's all based around three guys and a podcast <laughs> so so yeah go check that out uh, I'll put a link to the group in the shows as well so but, Steve why are you so knackered uh, <laughs> sleepy Steve my, yeah mine tonight is completely self inflicted I I've, I've been trying to get a, uh, a vice restoration video done um and it's all but done. But last night it was the village wassail, which for those uninitiated, it's in England. We um, obviously have quite a lot of cider, especially down in the southwest. And, uh, and a wassail is essentially um, going into the orchard and scaring off any uh, evil spirits and, and waking the trees up to make sure that you have a good harvest for the year. Um, so what this basically means is we I love how you said that with a completely straight face. Just like, <laughs> you know, just like it's just scare the spirits away and yeah. you know, it's a the very happy. matter of fact situation. It's very just, case, just just for those that didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> and uh but what it basically means is a load of the people from the village go into the um the orchard, drink cider, drink whiskey, run around with pots and pans shouting at a tree. Uh, hang bits of toast that have been soaked in cider in, in the tree and then one guy who's had slightly less cider uh, fires a couple of live rounds into the tree um, and uh, so what, what what does the soggy toast represent because I, I thought you southerners had a whole different game with, with, with soggy toast <laughs> that's a biscuit um, <laughs> alright <laughs> uh, I, I, no idea it's, I think it's to attract wildlife and stuff and that sort of the birds and the bees help pollinate the uh, trees and stuff. I don't, I, I don't know. Rhymes? Yeah. I was getting whiskey and served in quarter pints. I was in no position to really know what was going on by the time <laughs> I, we were doing it. But um, but yeah, so basically I'm, I've just been really hungover all day. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but but the, yeah, the, uh, the vice build, um, hopefully the video will be out uh, end of this week. Um, providing I can get it all finished up, uh, it was supposed to be like a really quick, like quick and dirty, just a one day build, just or one day restoration, just to 
get a video out there and to to share a joke that uh, goes on in the makers on YouTube um, Facebook group, and it's just turned into this like two week long nightmare build where things are going wrong and uh, it's been horrible. Um, as much as we love Red, it's worrying how much just his throwaway comments can influence. I know how much sleep we get. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he even apologized to me on Instagram. He's like, "I'm so sorry for putting that pressure on you." Like, like, no, I, had to, I had to do that whole bacon fucking waffle taco thing just because he, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> him and Berkey had an argument. <laughs> oh, I love it. But yeah, so um, so that's been me. But uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to going to bed. Nice. But, um, right, well, that we segues in? really nicely into our show topic today. <laughs> cool, nice segue, Steve. <laughs> I thank you. I, I I have nothing for this one. But, oh, uh, dude, no. <laughs> sorry, guys, I've I failed on the segue. But uh, yeah, all basically, um, my I, this is a, a phenomenon that I didn't know about until working where I do now. Um, but there's a, a thing known as Blue Monday, which is essentially the second Monday of the uh, the second Monday working Monday of the year um, is known as being the basically the, the worst Monday. Um, it's the most depressing Monday. It's, the, it's when people are, are at their lowest. Um, combination of of coming back from you know your your high of being on holiday and and the reveries of the season. Um, and kind of going back into the drudgery of, of work and you know spring be, still being a long way off you know the weather still being awful the nights still being so long and the days so short and, and everything else um, just means that this coming Monday uh, is tends to be the, the the worst Monday like the, the most Monday of Mondays um, and uh, what would Garfield say about that? <laughs> could we just eat lasagna and not care? <laughs> yeah but uh, but yeah, so we just thought we'd uh, we'd use that as an excuse to talk about uh, like how we stay motivated and and how we keep the the blues at bay sort of thing. Because um, I think we've all said at, at, at separate points that we've we, we've suffered with uh, with different motivational issues. Um, but it just seemed like a like a good way to just to just talk about the subject and and. Uh, yeah, nice. So I'm gonna let Al, one of these how guys. Do you, Al, um, in your yeah, in so, your world, how do you get through it? For me, I mean, the kind of the the biggest thing that kind of holds me back and makes me kind of not um, want to be motivated is is repetition and boredom. So if there was going to be a depressing Monday and a blue Monday, um, boredom would just just compound that and make it a hundred times worse. Yeah. Um, so for me, the biggest way to kind of stay positive and, and get motivated and kind of get out of that that drudgery is um is just challenge basically. So like, what 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 can I do to challenge myself? What can I do that I've never done before? What can I do that's going to make this day interesting? Um, we talked about there's there's going to be this this fucking fable right of this mystery episode that never <laughs> that never happened right. Um, but in in the in the lost episode, we we, we talked about um about education and about um kind of you know things that inspire us but for me kind of the, the challenge of something and learning something is what's going to motivate me yeah so on the on the latest video i just put i just put a little ch- sort of cheeky trailer out today I've never done a trailer before i thought it'd be something fun just to put out just to kind of test the water um 
but basically the whole the whole part, the whole purpose of the video is about um, learning and it's about doing things you've never done before so every every single segment in the video is something that I've never done before from the kind of the the, the graphics of the intro through to kind of uh, rest, rest restoration of some hand tool um, like sharpening techniques and then hand carving and stuff and it's all stuff that I've never done so it's kind of there's a theme to it um, yeah. but that that really motivate me because like as you say like over Christmas and stuff and New Year and you just you haven't got any energy and like I was sick for a couple of weeks and it was just like where's this motivation to go and stand in this freezing cold building with no heating and like you know film something and and, and then yeah. I just because it was things I'd never done before I knew I was going to get something out of it so yeah my, my, my motivation kind of as, as a start of a 10 would would definitely be learning something new yeah nice no, that's quite a good one because I, funnily enough, I had my um, my one year re- well, no, sorry, my yearly review at my <laughs> um, proper job. And anyone that knows me knows that any kind of self assessment or anything like that, I absolutely hate. <laughs> and um, and so I went in there, and I I kind of dread these uh, these things. And I went into my meeting, kind of expecting to not not necessarily get a bollocking, but to 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 come out feeling worse than I went in sort of thing. <laughs> and um it turns out apparently my boss thinks I've been doing really well and is really happy with my progress. Um but the the one issue that that we both said about was the fact that um the the non ops side of it, so the stuff like where 90% of my job is um very reactive. It's something breaks, I go in and I help fix it or um you know, a system goes down, and and I have to go in and troubleshoot why, and and then get the right people involved, and kind of that um, that high pressure, bang, things are happening. We've got to go, 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 sort of thing. Um, but the other ten percent is doing project work, and the problem with my project work is the fact that the shifts I work, it will basically be I'll do a uh, like four days of of project, and um, and then. I'll have a, a month and a half where I'm in, where where I'm not able to do any project work, and uh, and so by the time I get back to it, it, it's kind of stale and it's stagnated, and and you know it, it takes a day to pick it back up and to yeah, start yeah. looking at it again, and then by the time you've done that, you're just like, I just I can't be bothered. I want to go on to something that's new and exciting and and <laughs> and, and, and all this, and um, and I think I kind of find that with the. Uh, with the making side of things as well like this vice restoration because it was supposed to be like a, a two-day build absolute tops um after it being more than an, a week and then having to go back into it and kind of pick it up again and restart it and it just kind of gets like i just want this to be over so i can move on to the new <laughs> fun exciting thing now and and yeah so i think for me like keep getting getting projects done as quickly as possible is the best motivation for me because i if I get caught with a, a, a project where I'm um, uh, where, where I'm just constantly going over the, the same ground, yeah. like if I get something where I can't get a technique right and I'm just getting stuck in one particular part, it's it's really hard for me to get um, to get to get past that because I, I end up fixating on it and getting frustrated and wound up and it's, um, it's is, is that a, is that a clo- is that a closure thing then? Like you you just want like to wrap it up close it finish it done yeah and then it's like move on like yeah. is that is that is that like a man thing or like an, uh, a human thing like there's something like instinctive and like 
there's something about closure where it kind of like it, 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 it I don't know if it releases endorphins or something, but there's yeah. something so satisfying about finishing something and being able to move on. Yeah. Um, well, and and on the on the flip side, there's something so anxious about not having things finished. Yeah. Like I would literally feel like sort of unwell if I if I, you know, if, if, <laughs> if there's something not done or like you know, uh, Brett, what, what's what's your thought? Um. I I've struggled with that for years and years and years and years and years. When I was younger, especially because I I grew up in a really small town, and I was the quote unquote artsy kid. You know, like yeah. I used to draw all the time and it, whatever. It was this <laughs> not even big fish, but like medium sized fish in a very tiny pond. Yeah. Um. Where you're like, oh, this is gonna be easy. I'll just draw stuff and everything's gonna be great. But I could never leave a drawing half finished. It always had to be done. And then I go to college and then you have 15 different drawing projects at the same time. And you hit the, you start to hit that professional wall of people going, it's great that you can do one picture at a time and take seven weeks on it because you don't have bills, responsibilities, rent to pay, all these other things. But it, it shifts your mental dynamics so much from... Uh, a time when things used to be easier you had less responsibilities or less things to balance and as you grow into your professionalism there's an expectation or a perceived value in your time right so um can you finish a project within a day or two is absolutely self-imposed right right you put that on yourself because you know that if you finish that project in the next two days, you will be able to finish the next project in two days and the next project, you know. Um, and the minute you've set your own goals for yourself like that and then failed to meet them, it's it's not a man thing. It's not a woman thing. It's an absolutely just, it's a person thing. It's yeah. a human yeah, yeah, trait yeah. that we want to see accomplishments as small as they are or as big as they are, right? So I'm a list crosser. Like, I love making lists, and then the best feeling <laughs> yeah. in the world is when you go, done, and, like, strike oh, through it. That you know? fucking highlighter out and just, like, oh. Yeah, it's the absolute best. But it's something that I've talked to about a handful of, of friends of mine, professional friends of mine, as well as I, I watched the Simon Sinek thing, which I would love to put in the show notes. Um, Simon Sinek's a really amazing speaker, and does a couple of TED Talks, and he has one specific one about game theory, and one of the lines of dialogue from it is, all your goals, all your analytics, all of your things, that's all self-imposed, right? Even yeah, if you yeah. work for another company, everything is self-imposed. So when it comes to getting in the blues, and this is, I, I guess I'm kind of speaking from my perspective about this whole deal as well, but... Um, it only changed within the last year or two that I will start that downward slope into like, oh my God, this build's taking too long. I still have to edit it. You know, there's, I'm already a weekend. I'm not even going to be able to get things on social, whatever. That's all yeah. completely self-imposed, especially as YouTube goes. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. are told constantly that the numbers matter, the posting regularity matters, the length of the video matters, the time spent, whatever the hell it is. How many posts you got on Instagram and your hashtags and everything. <laughs> I wasn't on Instagram a year ago, and now I find moments where I'm like, oh my God, I didn't post anything today. Who cares? Yeah. Who cares? You are the only one that cares. Yeah, it helps build your brand, or that regularity is a really good thing to play the social game. But are you sacrificing your like mental stability and sleep 
and health. And I sleep three or four hours a night regularly. <laughs> so this is coming from somebody who like, I'm basically insomniac driven insanity. But all that stuff is so self-imposed and you have to be able to, the biggest thing I got good at and how I get out of the, the slump is take two steps back. Like go make yourself a cup of coffee, take two steps back and just think for a minute. Why are you stressed? Why are you down? What's getting in your way? What's stopping you from completing the task? What's stopping you from striking through your to-do list? And nine times out of ten, it's I did it to myself. Or I'm putting that pressure on myself. And just stop. It sounds easy, and I know it's not, but stop. Who gives a shit? You guys both have, you know, full-time gigs that you're doing on top of this YouTube stuff. I'm I'm lucky enough I do have a little bit more time I think afforded to me but um I can I you know I spent years and years and years working for people and other companies and and corporate systems and stuff. Ugh. What a nightmare that was. And you walk in in the morning and they go, "We need to increase revenue 30%." You go, yeah. "Who made that up?" <laughs> Like what? Who? We need to tell everybody that we're number one in this faction of our market or whatever. And you're like, we're that's a made up number. You're gonna say that we're number one in the amount of clicks it takes to get to our emails. Like that doesn't mean anything. But you get to put number one on something. Yeah. None of that crap matters. Yeah. No. I mean, because when I look at it, like the the whole reason that I um, that I got into making that I that I wanted to do this is because my my chosen career was was not uh satisfying me and and i was getting i was having to deal with these stresses and things like that and and the whole point of making was the fact that you know i could go down the workshop there was no pressure on anything so i could go down i could make whatever i wanted and i could look at it and i could go okay yeah i've, I've done that like I've, I've made a thing and <laughs> and get that that instant um satisfaction and that in that instant kind of reward um and uh and then now i i found it with again with this um with this vice restoration it was like oh shit yeah because i want to i want to try getting these videos out more regularly because you know you get them out regularly get the um get the, get the numbers going and, and all that and and i was like well hang on why why am i getting stressed about this it, it doesn't matter it's it's just a video that's and the thing is the video is i'm only putting the video out as a joke between a few of my friends like it's <laughs> it's not important to get it out like asap and and i think um like that for me that that realization came when i was um i was having trouble getting the uh, i don't actually know what they're called but like the the metal pads that sit inside the jaws um that are screwed in place that are replaceable yeah. um but those uh the screws that were holding them in just would not come out i tried um like obviously just a little bit of oil and then tried a bit of heat and then tried an impact thing and and just nothing was working and this i probably could have drilled them out or i could have done this but it got to the point where i'd spent you know, nearly two whole days just trying to get these four screws out and went and bust about six um screwdrivers or bits or whatever yeah. and just kind of went i i don't actually care like i'm just <laughs> Like it, the, I'm not taking this apart to to make it better for me. It's like yeah. I'm taking it apart so I can repaint it. But if I was using it like myself and not doing a video for it, I'd be using it as it is at the moment. So it doesn't really matter. And um, and I was chatting to some guys uh, that I speak to on on one of the um, 
or on Instagram. And uh, I kind of said to them, like, oh, yeah, because I'm, I'm having real trouble with this. And one of them just went, well, it, it doesn't really matter. It's not a, a moving part. You don't need to re-grease it or anything like that. Just leave it. And uh, and it was that realisation of, like, oh, yeah, I'm only putting this pressure on, on myself because yeah, yeah. someone on YouTube might comment saying, why didn't you take them off? Because they didn't want to come off and I couldn't <laughs> be bothered. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah. And like Brett said, I think that that self-imposed kind of uh, stress is, is something that you've got to be really careful for. And I don't think that's 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 not just um, in terms of content creation and things like that. I think that's that's kind of something in life. Like, I mean, I know so many guys that I used to uh, work with, they get really, really like again with the the yearly reviews and things like that. They get really stressed and be like, "Oh God, you know, I've I've got to make sure that this year I get a." A high grade so that I can tick these boxes, and then this faceless corporate corporation corporation is going to, you know, be better to me somehow. And it's like, well, what actual impact does that have on your life? Just, just chill. It's it's fine. Do what you need to do. Get through your day and and do what makes you happy. But, Brett. Yeah, and it's. Again, it's it's kind of easier said than done, especially when you're in a yeah. full-time gig or if you're working, you know, corporate situation or, or just an office in general. It's it's hard to pull an office space moment and just go, I don't care anymore. I'm start yeah. putting fish on papers and I don't really care. <laughs> um, but there is, and not to say that I've cracked this code, we're all human. Everybody goes through their ups and downs. But as far as life goes, there are so many moments that I look back in my younger days where I overdid it, you know? Yeah. I, I ran myself so completely far down into the abyss of, you know, questioning everything that I'm doing. Why am I working so hard? I'm not sleeping. Why is this company not recognizing that I'm doing a really good job and working hard? It's it's nobody, it's not necessarily their fault. The company yeah. is kind of a misnomer, you know, that, that there's a direct answer like i worked 80 hours this week why doesn't the company recognize it well the company's still going yeah yeah and you were told that you needed to complete these tasks it took you that long to do it now there's a couple ways you could take it is either a you could have done it faster and you weren't good enough to do that and you can get down on yourself but that's not typically the better way to go the the better approach to it is is look at it and go it took me that long to complete a task I'm going to talk to whoever my superior is and just go, hey, man, next time you want to do something like that, let's let's have a little bit of a chat because I did it as fast as I could. I'm the one person that you told to do this job, and it took me four times longer than we ex expected, right? Yeah. Rather than getting down on yourself about not being recognized for it, talk to somebody about it. Yeah. Half of the, half of the problems that exist now or, or when I was working for the more corporate job is just communication. Like people are so bad at communicating nowadays yeah. because of yeah. social, because of all the things. It's like there's so much disconnect with our typical conversation throughout the day that you don't actually understand how to. Like we were chatting about it on the last episode. How do you just have banter between <laughs> two people with differing opinions or different yeah. levels of skill and still walk away from it being okay? Yeah. I mean, that everybody stops at the front door on that because they don't want to step on anybody's toes. They don't want to cause any problems. They don't want to, you know, shake the boat. But 
man, if you just were to walk up and go, I'm super stressed right now yeah. because you are making me feel like if I don't hit my analytics that I'm going to be fired, lose my job, like I can't pay rent, whatever. And if you actually said that in a very like collected, calm manner, yeah. your superior would more than likely go, my bad. <laughs> I wasn't aware of that. Yeah. And when I left my old job, they, they were like, well, why are you leaving? I dropped everything. <laughs> Five and a half years of me working there, I dropped it all on the table and was like, here's the deal. Super yeah. calm and collected yeah, 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 because yeah. I had hit a point in my like life and understanding of things that like everything you guys did to me to ruin my days and nights and I couldn't sleep was meaningless six yeah. months after we talked about it. Right? And that's, you can't treat it meaningless obviously there's there's an approach to it there's an understanding where you kind of have to meet halfway and go this is going to stress me out can i talk to somebody ahead of time and it's not to feel weak it's to go we need extra help or i need an assistant or i i just need to be able to talk this out whatever but man none of that stuff mattered not even <laughs> not even months later but but days later i would stay up 60 hours you know in a week and work and then three days later, that huge project would go out, and then everybody would go, okay, on to the next thing. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. Go, I well, just, can we can we talk about the the, the, the big fuck up that just happened? No, yeah, no, no. I just Move ruined on. my entire week. I haven't <laughs> slept in four days. Can I get a day off? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. We have analytics to hit. We got to get yeah. statistics up thirty percent across the board. Yeah. And and the thing is, is like you say, it, it doesn't matter how 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 much you um, break your own back doing something. At the end of the day. You, as soon as that that project's delivered or that that video's out or that whatever, it's just straight onto the next one. There's no, yeah. it, it, unless you let people know that the, you've got that going on, then they're not they're not going to think about it. Because at the end of the day, as much as I would just I would love to say you know everyone's looking out for everyone else, they're not. Like everyone's, and I don't mean that like nobody cares. I mean that as in most people just unless you make it really obvious, most people don't notice these things, and. And if you go up to someone and you say, like, like you said, like if you go up to someone and rationally say that I'm not being funny, but you've asked me to do like forty hours worth of work in yeah. the next twelve hours, and I just, I, I'm not going to be able to do it, and it's really stressing me out, and and you explain that, and and people are going to go, oh, oh shit, you know, I, I didn't even think about that, and ninety percent of the time, if if you talk to someone rationally about it, they're they're going to realise this. If you don't ever bring it up. Then they're just going to do the same thing over and over and over again. The the biggest problem though is that there's been conditioning done yeah. on on our level or the people above us, right? Where it people feel vulnerable when they do that kind of thing, or no one wants to seem weak in a position like that. So yeah, you know, if I'm working for Jim for thirty hours a week, on top of trying to produce my own videos and everything like that. And 30 hours isn't even a whole lot, but I'm putting 40 hours on myself. And then yeah. there's also in between time where I'm running errands. So really that's 50 hours a week for Jim and the blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And there's no real set schedule with him. So it's a lot, again, it's a lot easier in my current situation, but the conditioning is such where I, I felt horrible one day. I, I was the sickest I've felt in a really long time. Jimmy needed me to make a delivery into the city, so I had to drive my truck two and a half hours, completely loaded to the brim with client work that had to be delivered and set up that night. And I walked in that morning, and he goes, what's up? And I go, I, 
<laughs> I really don't feel good, man. And I, uh, I don't know. I just got to get everything in the truck and get going. And absolutely no offense meant to Jimmy, but it was, he freaked out. He's like, what do I need to do? Who do I need to call? Cause you can't do this, whatever. Yeah. And it was, we had to stop for a second cause he hasn't, he hasn't had to deal with that. And obviously I'm, I'm pretty vocal about my stuff and I go, everything's fine. I just don't feel well. Yeah. I was yeah. just having conversation. I'm not trying to sound weak and like I can't do it. I just, I need you to be aware that like what we're asking to do today, it's going to get done. I'm not feeling so great about it. So the conditioning yeah. on the other side of it, the the employers or the people above you, um, it's gone south too. Like a lot of times, you know, you want to hope that the person's going to be respectful enough to understand that like, oh, you're, oh yeah, you are overloaded. Okay. I didn't think about that. But there are still those moments where the person has been so conditioned by coming through the system that they're going to go, oh, what, you can't do this? All right, well, I'll hire somebody else. Or yeah. never mind, I'll take you off this project and go. That is so ingrained in you know work society now that people freak out to even have that discussion. Because if they go, if I say the wrong thing, they're going to pull me off or fire me or yeah. you know kick me to the side or put me on a marked list of like doesn't do good work or won't work harder when we ask them to, you know? Yeah. Pulls you off. is horrible. Al, Al probably <laughs> deals with that on the regular. I, no, I but I think I, well. it, it, it was interesting, Steve, you said that um, if you approach someone and, and kind of talked about that, you, you, you'd kind of be met with a, a human face, but I really think it matters what environment you're in, dude. Oh, like God, yeah. if it, when I was a chef, if I would have said that <laughs> to like any of my sort of uh, line managers or, or, you know, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. Um, the, the the attitude would have been what well, you can't fucking handle it, yeah. You know, uh, I, like at six years in a restaurant, I'd never had a day off in my life. You know, and it, and it was like because not because I wasn't sick, not because I wasn't pissing blood in the bathroom or like yeah. my teeth were hanging out after a fight, but like you just have to get on with it. And yeah. like even even my job now, like that there's people in my industry who would if if I if I went up to them and said, you know, like Brett was saying, like uh, uh, you know, either I'm I'm sick or you've given me too much work, it'd be like. Yeah, just just deal with it. Yeah, you know. And, well, it's, it's back to uh, the classic Fills with Tools episode. Uh, make time. Yeah, you know, it's just like oh, uh, I haven't got enough time. We'll make time. Yeah, and <laughs> and the thing is, is like I, I I've had it from both. I, I'm fortunate or unfortunate that I've had both ends of the spectrum as well. Like I know with um, with Alex, the blacksmith I work for, uh, over um, the summer we'll do ridiculous stints on festivals, but whilst he's off between the festivals either prepping for the next one or whatever i'm back at work working a 12-hour shift um so like i, I went through about uh, about a month where i just didn't stop i didn't have a single day off and i was either like working uh, or doing like a 15-hour day in my day job or doing a 15-hour a day in a tent in the middle of a field <laughs> blacksmithing and then sleeping rough sort of thing and and it, it was fucking hard. And at the end of it, there was, um, I can't remember what it was we were doing. There, there was something, uh, there's some other project that we needed um, to, to complete. And uh, and I was like, oh yeah, well, I, I get off work that day and all that. And you know, and he just went, well, no, don't be fucking ridiculous. <laughs> just take a couple of days off and relax. It's fine. Me and Joe have got this. Just just chill out. Um, and But from, from the other end, I, I had a... Uh, a guy when I was working in IT who he um, 
there, there, there was a bit of, of extra work that came up and I was on call and I'd done uh, I'd been doing deployments and things and basically I already in this week I'd worked a ridiculous amount of hours over what I was supposed to be doing um, and uh, and then there was a, a bit of scheduled work that was supposed to be done at I think it was like half five on a Sunday morning and uh, and he said I'll see if you can do that I was like no I can't I'm on call <laughs> and he went well exactly you're on call you can do it well, no because I'm on call I've I've already done all this extra work and Saturday night is going to be chaos and at the time we knew that every Sunday one of our particular systems would go down and um, and I was like so you expect me to probably not get any sleep at all uh, Saturday night get up at f- half five do this extra bit of work for two hours then maybe get half an hour sleep and then be back on it for um, when this other system goes down like I, I'm not going to be able to do my job. There's there's eight <laughs> other guys in this because, team because maths. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's, there's eight other guys in this team. Any one of them is capable of of just jumping on for a couple of hours and doing that. But you you just don't want them to do it because you know it doesn't cost as much to pay me because I'm on call. Yeah. And um, and uh, he was like, well, no, you're expected to do it. It's either that or I take you off call. I was like, well, hang on, are you? So are you threatening me? <laughs> and that was it. Then he yeah. proper went off on one, and we um we had a little discussion but uh but i think it's that euphemism steve a little discussion <laughs> well I, it, I took the fucker out back and we had a little discussion <laughs> well no that was the thing is it, it, we we ended up um he i said are you threatening me he suddenly realized that he had just threatened me in front of the rest of the team and said i think we need to have this conversation somewhere else and then we went into a, one of the side offices oh did he did he say let's take this offline Yes, he oh, did. What am I and, uh, <laughs> and the thing is, is, he started shouting at me and like raised his voice, and it got to the point where I went, "Actually, you know what? You're you're obviously too emotional to, or you're you're too worked up to be able to have this discussion properly. So I'm going to walk away before you say something that we both regret. So <laughs> I'm going to leave this and come back to it in an hour or two when you've calmed down. And uh, and it was great because, <laughs> because that obviously wound him up even more but <laughs> I knew if I'd stayed there one of us would have ended up saying something yeah. ridiculous yeah. Um, I think that's that's something else to, to remember is to to know when to remove yourself but um, yeah. but yeah sorry how oh, you go um, no it's you just said something like really interesting Steve about kind of doing um, you know 15 hour shifts and, and, and busting your balls and, and, and kind of not having enough time and not having enough energy and, and how that can kind of elevate this this stress level and Back to the start of this this conversation about this this day of the year that is the yeah. worst day of the year because everyone's exhausted and stuff. Is it about sort of gratification and satisfaction? Because I would happily work fifteen hours in my workshop, just hacking away at something. Yeah, you know, I would. I, I if if I didn't have work, I'd I'd be in there twenty four yeah. hours a day, literally. Like I I can go without sleep. I can I can. You know, sometimes I, I don't even eat because I'm just I'm just happily making something or happily learning something. Yeah. When you find yourself going on one of those like um, Wikipedia rabbit holes where you're just learning about things and then reading the next article and reading the next article and it's like six hours later and you're like, you know, you haven't moved and it's like I, I, I'm I'm willing to do this because it's beneficial to me. Is it a selfish thing or is it about like satisfaction? I don't know. Yeah. Um, I do think there's a certain aspect of being appreciated right like yeah. You, yeah you shouldn't you shouldn't feel like you have to be patted on the back mm. for every little small thing that you do yeah, yeah. right and that's just not going to happen that's not a realistic way to approach 
working for a company or working for yourself. Like you can't pat yourself on the back after every yeah. screw that you put in a piece of wood. But <laughs> to both of your points, what I think we're talking about is there is a certain personality type that maybe gets it or maybe understands that dynamic between two people, right? Even a business relationship is still a relationship and a relationship is a 50-50 thing, right? You yeah. got to meet halfway, you got to work through some things um, and you should be able to do it, like Steve says, calmly, collected. Yeah, yeah. One of my main things that I'm trying to keep a hold of very, very tightly for my professional life and like the business that I want to create for myself is I spent so many years of my younger days having arguments, yelling, loud volume discussions, you know, whoever talks louder gets their point across. And the one thing I really want to try and do now is, or that I've been trying to do is ask myself consistently, why are you yelling? <laughs> it's like a line from Wedding Crashers, right? Yeah. Like, why are you yelling? <laughs> Honestly, it, I'm probably wrong in terms of my perspective compared to other people that have way more stressful situations going on, but um, I've never found a reason to really get that upset to yell at anything nowadays because it's completely, yeah. it's useless. Being angry and yelling at something like an inanimate object or a completely falsified piece of statistics that people are telling you about yeah, I are, I'm already there with you, Al, with the quote <laughs> in Bruges. Yes. <laughs> no, it out of a fucking object. object. Oh, wait, leave my kids out of it. <laughs> um, no, but it, just like to make a short little point of it, it's I never want to work for anybody that's going to yell about nothingness, right? Yeah, yeah. And I'm if I ever had anybody working with me, below me, for me, whatever. I'm going to try and make it such a strong point to shift that dynamic of whatever the hell yeah. happened when we were growing up. But I used to get yelled at all the time at jobs and it used to be to like prove a point or scare you into doing the right thing. I would rather make a mistake, a full on mistake, have somebody approach me calmly and go, so that didn't go well. Let's talk about how this solution's supposed to go. Blah. Yeah. You yourself will take that and go, I never want to have that discussion again. And then you'll never make that you'll never make that mistake again. If somebody yells at you, you get yeah. scared and you question every movement into solving the problem after that. Yeah. yeah. No, definitely. I mean, I think um, just to go on from what you were saying about about uh, yelling, uh, I, I've mentioned it before on the show. Like, I um, I used to be a doorman, and uh, and I I had uh, a lot of situations where obviously you you get people coming up to you and shouting at you, calling you everything else and and that remaining calm was the best thing i can say to anyone because um if you've got someone that's yelling at you and shouting at you if you can remain calm even if you're like on the inside you you you're going 22 dozen sort of thing you, as long as you can on the face of it appear calm and just uh speak clearly um and explain like calmly explain the situation and and to a certain degree, like empathize with why they're being, um, why they're, they're yelling and, and shouting. And it really helps. And and the amount of times, like I I had uh, one of the guys that I used to work, at, or used to work in one of the other pubs in, in the town. Um, 
I I know that I had people um, other other doormen um, assumed that I wasn't a good doorman because uh, they never saw me in a fight. <laughs> and the reason they never saw me in a fight was because I was a good doorman. I didn't let it get to the point where it was a fight. And and if someone was stood there trying to kick off, I would deal with it without letting it escalate to the point where it was violent. Whereas a lot of them would literally just go, oh, that that guy's not complying with what I want him to do, therefore I'm going to kick off. And yeah. and I think being able to apply that kind of logic to... Um, to other situations whether it's you know whether it's a conversation with your boss or or with a client or whatever and just kind of that just taking a step back going back to what you were saying taking a step back and just going no there's there's no need to to yell i'm just gonna chill think about this and then answer calmly and ideally politely and it it makes a world of difference i think i think as well <clears throat> it's about understanding that people are different yeah um I, we we did this exercise at work um, a few years ago called social styles. I don't know if you guys have come across that. No. It's the kind of thing that if I saw that meeting planned in, I'd be like, "What the fuck is this? Like, yeah. don't don't put me in a room and try and talk to me about like my feelings or anything like that." And I went in there like totally cynical, um, and it was it was probably one of the best hours I've spent at work or, or mornings or whatever. Um, basically, it. It was also about pigeonholing. I was like, "You can't pigeonhole me. I'm like unique. I'm 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 Al from the Hack Shack." Um, and it, but it was it was basically like people are, uh, are split into four social styles. There's analytical people. There's drivers. There's amiable people, and there's expressive people. So basically, there's like the analytic people are like the nerds, like the mathematicians, the people who study everything and kind of uh, you know notice everything, write everything down. Yeah. The drivers are the people who are the, like the bosses and the, the sociopaths and the people who like tell everyone what to do and shout at people. Um, the amiable people are the people who have feelings <laughs> um, and the, the kind of emotional em, 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 empathic people who, you know, would run off and cry. Um, and then the fourth one is the expressive people who's, you know, people like us, like the creative people. Um, unfortunately, a, a bit like the Irish uh, being impervious to psychoanalysis. Easy. I, <laughs> um, I fitted in all four of these. <laughs> <laughs> So it's this really weird kind of thing where, like, I, uh, I I don't know whether it's just my ability to be like a chameleon or just because I I I, I want to do everything at the same time. Yeah. Um, but I'm all four of those things at the same time. Maybe not so much the amiable. You know, I, I do lack a bit of empathy uh, every now and then. Um, but just doing this exercise and finding out uh, what, which group people fit into, and it was really surprising actually. A lot of the people that you thought would be the the kind of really aggressive drivers and the, and the motivated people were actually the really emotional people and the, the really amiable people. Yeah. But the most important thing that we took out of it is that the next day at work, everybody understood why people behaved in a certain way. Yeah. So if somebody does shout a lot, it's because basically they're motivated and they want to get shit done. It's not that they're angry or aggressive or you've upset them or you know they don't yeah. like you. It's just basically they're driving you and we want to get shit done. And if somebody like runs off and cries and or somebody's not paying attention, it's basically because they fit into these four styles. And it was the most helpful thing we ever did at work. And basically everybody's attitude the next day changed massively. I I I like things like that because they do tend to surprise you in in a corporate environment. Yeah, because it's a way of learning about your coworkers without actively going up to individuals and yeah. you know, why are you being me? such a dick yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um it's definitely gotten a lot easier as i've gotten older and, and kind of wrap my brain around a lot more of the like i would rather enjoy as much of my small time on this planet 
as I possibly can. Yeah. So try not to be a dick, yeah. you know? Yeah. And there's, there's a t-shirt for that, bro. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, the, the last little point that I wanted to make is kind of what Steve's saying, but I'm, I'm so much less intimidated by the yeller, the, yeah. the person that wants to be loud, make their voice known because they have a point to make and they're angry about it. And somebody did yeah, yeah, something yeah. wrong. I'm so less intimidated by that person now. I am now. The, yeah. Yeah. Then the, very quiet calm cool collected guy sitting in the corner like yeah. steve being the calm collected doorman i would have never messed with him exactly <laughs> would have been like that guy knows how to kill you yeah, yeah, yeah. um and on on a more like encompassing all-encompassing you know positive note um i i think the the less intimidated you can be by yourself um in terms of imposing your own deadlines imposing your own you know i have to do this and meet this deadline for completely ridiculous reasons that are you know you put them on yourself yeah don't do that outside of work if you're trying to do making as a hobby then don't bring that stuff home with you you know separate that stuff at work as best as you possibly can try and stop yourself from getting sucked into that you know there are going to people be terrible people that still exist in the world that don't get it but man like the more people we've got all being good-hearted weirdos you know i've got an icy heart but i try and be a nice guy i I think i think it's worth pointing out that like that what i was talking about then about social styles like that's great to apply to a corporate environment where i don't actually want to be with these people (laughs) like i wouldn't suffer that shit if it was my friends or like if it was the people that i actually want to spend time with and in in sort of my own personal life if 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 somebody is doing something I don't like or is somebody I like is doing something that I think is wrong you know that's got nothing to do with their social style they just need to kind of you know talk to me about it yeah, <laughs> yeah. so yeah, yeah the, my only reference point for that was was purely kind of in the workplace it's um, just about communication yeah. talk and and to be fair I think it's although you say like that that reference point is is for the workplace I think just having the ability to to understand where those other people are coming from makes the world a difference. And not only yeah. does it it help uh, you um, understand, you know, why they're acting in a certain way, but it, it can actually help you understand yourself a lot better as well. Um, and and if you are having motivation issues or anything like that, just just talking makes the world a difference. Um, and and if, if you can, even if you just find one person that you can be honest with, I mean, I I know we said it uh, last week, but I think it was actually after the um, the uh, audio issues happened. But uh, we've we've got a, a big group chat going at the moment, and just out of nowhere, we ended up having a bit of a therapy session, and with um, some quite I don't want, I don't want to say like macho manly men sort of thing because i don't really want to kind of push that stereotype but but you know a bunch of of guys that you would look at that you would think were a bit um reluctant to talk about feelings and emotions things like that and uh and they all got talking and the beauty of it was is it, it meant that um they were able to see that they weren't the only ones feeling like this they weren't the only ones that that went through that or, or whatever and and realizing that actually everyone does go through this and it's okay to feel like that and it's okay to talk about it 
um and that's that's the biggest thing i think i would say is if if you're having any problems at, at all just just put yourself out there and and talk about it because the people that give you shit for doing it they're, they're not worth your time and you're going to get so many more people that will turn around and be like yeah i i feel you man i'm i've i've done that i i'm feeling that i've i've been there whatever and just get that conversation going um and it, it can make a world of difference because y- you look at the making side of things like if it wasn't for hanging out with you guys i would never be doing the this stuff that i'm making i like i wouldn't I, it was only from hanging out with you guys that i i got the motivation to actually start making my videos um and it's not for lack of of want it's just having that little extra kick up the ass and that little bit extra bit of understanding and that and and realizing that actually i'm you know just because brett's putting out loads of really really cool videos doesn't mean that he's not getting stressed about the same shit that i get stressed about like it's it's okay it's it's natural it's fine and and you can still push through it and you can still get on and, and do these things so go Brett. and i know i know we need to get into a, a people's a spiffing but it's one of my favorite quotes from one of my favorite movies but the question is not how far the question is do you possess the constitution the depth of faith to go as far as needed <laughs> nice <laughs> brilliant and that's having faith and the other people find those other makers the same kind of crap that you were yeah. just saying. I was angry constantly and stressed constantly. Then I found the making community and holy shit. Yeah. I feel great nowadays. Super yeah. motivated. Surround yourself with good people. Yeah. I mean, that's, trust, that's the thing. have faith in the community. Trust it. Yeah. That's the thing is this community is absolutely incredible. And, and if you don't understand what we mean by that, then get more involved in it because there are so many amazing people involved and they're all there wanting to to be part of it you've got um, you've got you've got to you've got to invest though yeah you know if you want to get something out of this you've really got to be involved and it's a two-way yeah. thing yeah and that, that's the thing is you get out of it what you put in but i mean if you want a, a good example of that look at look at bill lutes um the guy's fucking awesome and he was exactly the same he hated people until he got involved in the maker community and now he's I feel that the the biggest cuddliest loveliest man ever but um but I don't know if I'll go that far but, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but while well. we're talking about uh, amazing <laughs> awesome spiffing people maybe we should do the people that we think that are spiffing People who we think they're us. So, Brett, do you want to go first? Sure. Um, my spiffing this week is Wave Cycles. Yeah, it's buddy. Jim. Jim? Yeah. Jim's been really supportive and, and communicative with me over Instagram. And he's he's only got one video up, I think, on his YouTube channel. I hope yeah. that changes. But... Uh, I follow him on Instagram and it's it's really awesome to just watch how his brain works and, and he's got a really cool visual style or way that he, he captures things and the fact that he went from making his own coal forge to 
then really quickly producing a squirrel tail knife that was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. oh my God. <laughs> Talk about, you know, putting your skill together and uh, making something out of it. And he's also doing some really good things for the, he's going to do some cool project, community projects for Maker Central. So I'm excited for those. Yes. There's, uh, there's some quite cool things happening in the background with that. And actually, to be fair, Jim is a perfect example of what we've been talking about this uh, this episode. Because um, when he was making the, the Forge, uh, he was messaging me about it, and he was a bit um, unsure about uh, some technicalities of it. So we chatted back and forth. Uh, he went off and just built it, and he was so happy and proud of himself that he'd made this thing. And I... And I was super stoked and happy and like really enthusiastic, and it just made me want to go out and do stuff because I've just seen him just <laughs> go from nothing to this thing. And uh, and when he showed me the uh, the knife that he made, he even said like he he was almost um, nervous about showing it to me because uh, in in his mind, you know, I was going to look at it and I was going to judge it. And I was like, hell no, dude! The fact that you've gone out and done this, and the fact that I've had any part in this is absolutely amazing. Um, like I'm so super proud of him um, because he made like his first knife is way better than any of the first knives that I made. Um, but yeah, no, he's he's a super awesome guy, um, and that goes quite nicely into uh, segue, yeah, segue <laughs> uh, into my um, my spiffing of the week, uh, and that's Phil from Phil Makes Things. Um, Phil's got a great little YouTube channel going. Um, he makes some really cool things um, and adds like just enough dry British humor, humor into it as well that it's it's really fun to watch. Um, and yeah, he's doing all kinds of, of different things. But but one of the main reasons I think uh, Phil's spiffing, and I touched on this earlier in the show, um, for New Year's, he went to send a Happy New Year's message to a load of different makers on Instagram and uh, didn't realise that he was actually just starting a group chat. <laughs> and um, and what has he started? Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. And what so have he... you done? <laughs> so we've now got this this group chat of, uh, of a load of different makers um, and... Uh, and it's it's brilliant because it, it's lots of different opinions, but because we all share this same uh, connection, um, there's just loads of different perspectives and lo- loads of advice and and all sorts of things going on. And I would suggest anyone, if uh, if you want to have a bit of fun, just start a random group chat with a pe- <laughs> load of people you follow on Instagram and see what happens. Because for Phil, it turned out brilliantly. But uh, but yeah, so. Uh, I'll put all his um, details in the show notes as well, but definitely go check Phil out. Nice. Al, what about you? Uh, just before I go into my spiffy, I just had a little mini epiphany. Um, this a this spiffany? kind of a, an epiphany. This episode in itself is a is a metaphor for the the, the topic of this episode. Like we we went from the beginning talking about uh, Blue Monday and how it kind of gets us down and how we're demotivated. Um, and then what is it that motivates us and even just getting to the end of this episode and getting to the people that we think are spiffing and the people that inspire us and the people that kind of make us happy like Steve's face is just lit up because <laughs> because two people's names have come up who've, who've obviously kind of influencing and making him happy and, and, and yeah. getting him motivated so it's definitely coming back to the community it's definitely coming back to making things and, and, and having people having the right people around you that can just get you through those shitty times and, and motivate you and, and keep you going 
Yeah. Um, so just just seeing your little face, Steve, light up and and, <laughs> and, and get excited talking about, about about Jim and Phil. Just yeah, yeah. It's it, it's in turn fucking cheered me up as well. So Good. yeah, the 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 way that we feel disconnected by the internet is also yeah. the way that we absolutely solve that problem, which is you get down, reach out to the people that you can actually connect with that you otherwise wouldn't be able to. You're not required yeah. to talk to your coworkers all day long. Screw yeah. that. <laughs> Go talk to Al. Yeah, yeah. Right. he'll brighten your day. <laughs> and also his hair. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So, um, on that note, actually, the uh, my spiffy is, is is someone who I think is just full of enthusiasm. Um, he's he's doing really good things in the community. He's really kind of focused on um on inspiring kids and kind of and, and having this energy. Um, it's a guy called Jeremy Fielding. He's an American guy. He's a maker. Um, he's he's kind of a man after my own heart because it's all very very fucking ghetto. Like the stuff he does, it's all like duct tape and hacked together and nice. and, and, and and just you know bodge stuff. And he likes tearing stuff apart and finding how it works and then repurposing stuff. Um, th- he's got a great episode where it's about um, things you can make with a vacuum cleaner. So it's just <laughs> you know salvaging the past. It's all very Mad Max. I love it. Yeah. Um, but his latest video actually, uh, I think is absolutely fantastic. He, he took a, a, um, a rowing machine, like a fitness rowing machine, uh, and the ones that use the impeller. So it's like air resistance, basically. Oh, yeah. Um, and he took the impeller off and put a motor on it. So basically, he turned this exercise machine into a generator. Nice. So like reverse the, reverse the polarity on the motor and basically draws the electricity from exercise yeah um, and he's hooked it up to like uh, gadgets and stuff so basically when these kids want to use things they have to exercise nice and 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 like he's building this thing throughout it and and, and by the end of it basically the kids are just like rowing on the machine and then you know they get to play you know watch the ipad and stuff and, it, and it's just it's just like a fantastic kind of it wasn't about oh technology's evil kids should be out you know rolling in yeah. the mud like we were when we were kids it was like they're gonna want it anyway so let's just make you know, involve it with some practical things and some maybe something to give them some exercise at the same time. Yeah. Um, and it just like cheered me up and it brightened me up. But then just at the end, I just had this really weird, creepy feeling that it was very close to the episode of Black Mirror, where basically you have to um, you have to uh, run the exercise bike in order to survive. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, "There's a dark side to this dude." And <laughs> he's basically just you know training his kids up to kind of power his his house or something. Like that. Uh, remind me to make really close friends with him for the apocalypse. When <laughs> yep, he, he's the one you want. Yeah, uh, yeah. Jeremy Fielding, he's spiffing. Brilliant. Cool. Right. Uh, any other shout outs or anything before we move on to the uh, wrap up? Yeah, I think I'm good. I cool. got way too I got way too excited about that one. I, I haven't got the energy for another shout out. <laughs> I I don't have a shout out. I just have one little last point that I like to say to people and this has been a good episode, but my message to everyone that's listening, all 10 of you, is <laughs> be weird, be good and spread good vibes. Change good. that dynamic, all that crap that's going on in your life. Here we go, another fucking t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I had be good, be weird on my stickers, and then my nice. designer said it wasn't a good tagline. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, um, what was it, Brett? Be, be weird, be good, be what? Spread good spread vibes. Spread good vibes. Spread good vibes. Nice. I like it. But uh, yeah, well, considering we're talking about, uh, or we've been talking about support the whole time, I think it's probably quite good to uh, to give a bit of a shout out to our patrons um, because they're awesome and they're helping us uh, put this thing out every week or ish um 
<laughs> Ish. Ish. Uh, yeah, for those of you that don't I think, know... I think, I think, sorry, sorry, Steve, to put it in. I think it's just worth pointing out. Like, I didn't know this, but, like, podcasts cost money. Yeah. Po- um, I didn't realise that, that, like, the hosting of it and using SoundCloud and shit and, and the recording software, like, I, I, I just thought, like, podcasts were free. But, yeah, it does actually yeah. cost money. So it, we really appreciate you guys helping make this happen every week um yeah yeah it's not just about it's not just about beer money for the boys (laughs) says you (laughs) yeah it's not about getting a learjet unlike some uh some podcast we could mention hey i'm I'm investing in that learjet (laughs) so am i uh but yes um so yeah uh for those of you don't know we do have a patreon um i still haven't done much with the actual site itself but it's there for those that uh, that want to use it, and we we've got some quite funky uh, rewards coming at some point. Yeah, we have. Um, but yeah, for now, we're just going to give everyone a quick shout out just to say thank you so much. So we've got uh, our original Patreon, the one that started it all before anybody. I think before even Alan Brett knew we had a Patreon. Uh, <laughs> James from Mortal Make um, signed up. Uh, we've also got obviously the Redsmith, uh, yeah. Tim from Turgworks, uh, G Customs. Uh, so that's Gustav. Um, if you haven't checked out his uh, his YouTube, I'd, I'd really suggest doing it. Uh, David, but I don't actually know. It just says David, so I can't go any further than that. But <laughs> thank you, Dave. Uh, Rory May the Dirty Smith, uh, Ramus Leon. Le- no. Ramus Lonan Stainsgard. Oh god, it's like listening to reclaimed audio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh who I'm sorry, I've obviously completely butchered your name, but thank you so much for uh, for donating. And finally, Mr. Phil Things from Phil Makes Things. But uh yeah, thank you guys. You're all awesome. We love you and we'll give you hugs and stuff when we see you. Yeah, on on top of the hugs as well. Um, Dave Dave made a really good point about um, maybe just having sort of like a a question and answers thing for patrons. So yeah, uh, we could set up some sort of some sort of little form, and you, you guys can fire some questions our way. Yeah, I'll put a post up or something uh, at some point this week, nice. and maybe uh, maybe do that for a future um, uh, episode. Cool. Steve, cool. any 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 auxiliary uh, shout outs? You, you normally. Uh, I don't think so. We've already shouted out Red once this episode, so nice. I feel like we don't need to do that again. <laughs> That's enough. <laughs> uh, no, I think we can move on to uh, to our little wrap-up. So, cool Al, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on YouTube at Al's Hack Shack. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Al's Hack Shack. Al's Hack Shack! Al's Hack Shack. <laughs> um, and... On the 28th and the 29th of April, you will find me at Maker Fair in Newcastle, uh, running my own little stall, um, and I'm trying to band together a, a, a ragtag group of, of makers from this community to, to, to come together and help inspire the next generation, which is kind of uh, what we've been talking about today and, and, and motivating people with, with creativity. So um, yeah, I will be there in April, and that's the weekend before Maker Central. Nice. Cool. Brett, where can everyone find you? YouTube.com slash Brett McAfee, Instagram, Skull and Spade 13, Patreon, Brett McAfee. I don't know. I'm on Brett the internet. McAfee! 
I'm on the <laughs> internet now. I don't know what to do with my life. <laughs> cool. Uh, and if you want to find me, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Moonshine Metalworks, Twitter at Steve underscore Moonshine. And if you want to get in touch with the show, uh, everything is on www.fwtpodcast.com. Uh, but we are also on Instagram at FWT Podcast. And if you want to drop us an email, you can get us at hello at fwtpodcast.com. And and, as, Steve, as Steve said earlier, there's the, uh, there's now the Facebook group on, on, on Facebook that fills with tools. So you can thanks. come along and join the madhouse. Thanks for uh, stealing my, uh, my line there. Oh, well, you normally forget Facebook. It's like mm-hmm. it's like the little child that you yeah. always leave behind at uh, Superbook. That's because it was just a page and it, it was boring and people couldn't interact. Now okay. it's an actual group and people are right, that's, 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 that's enough out of you two. Then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wrap right. it up. Uh, and before we go just one quick favour to ask everyone out there if you don't want to get involved in the Patreon thing which is perfectly fine but if you could leave us a review on iTunes that would be awesome because then more people listen more people get involved the community gets better there's more hugs everyone's happy boom so cool right uh, oh yeah make sure it's a five star because eh. uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, right I'll, um, I'll see you guys later then Bye. Bye. Bye.